Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions Podcast Post Game Show. Hey. Howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 372. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Ash. How you doing, brother? Oh, great. Best day of my life. Super happy right now. In a very good place mentally. <sighs> yeah, all those things. All right. <laughs> We're going to talk about today's game. It's As you know, this is uh, obviously going to be a therapy show. Um... Today did not go, I think, like anybody expected it to. Anybody. Well, I think the Eagles might have expected it. No, I don't think the Eagles fans. This. I don't think they expected <laughs> this. Uh, and Eagles fans may be, may be angry about today because they get to keep their coach longer as a result. We'll talk about today's game. We'll talk about what's going on with the teams. We'll do a roundtable and we'll take your calls. We've got all that going on and a whole lot more in this wonderful post game show after a less than wonderful game. Great show lined up. Ash, you ready to go, my man? Let's get this over with. <laughs> Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. <laughs> uh, let's see. How can we do? How can we do? We can talk about. Oh, thank you, Ryan. You are awesome, man. Respect to you, gentlemen, for showing up. I think Goff is going to lose this team before MCDC. 100%. 100%. He, he's, that's all he's doing is losing. He might as well lose the team while he's at it. <laughs> Yeah, oh, like this is, it's like everything was wrong today. Everything was bad. The blocking was bad. Goff hit receivers. They either couldn't catch the ball or someone lined up stupid. You know, like we lost a 37-yard completion to Amon Ross St. Brown because DeAndre Swift couldn't look down the line of scrimmage and go, oh, he's on the line too. I should probably step back. You know, like that that's the day that this was Campbell? stupid little procedural things. And then our offensive lineman just decided that this was the day to like just lie down and scream look out while Jared Goff was getting murdered and then David Blau was getting murdered. Oh, like, lie down and scream look out. Like we did that in my high school team. We did that to a kid who just came in, he moved into town and he was like, I'm oh, the greatest quarterback in the history of quarterbacking. And he was just a complete jerk for about a week of preseason practices. And then one day we all just were like, Lomas browned him (laughs) and he never came back and none of us felt bad about that because you just don't want to deal with someone like that on your team which today if Jared Goff is complaining about other players in his post-game press conference I suspect he's going to be getting some blocking like that in practice next week when they come back from the bye (laughs) I am uh, he played 
terrible today. Like he did not play well. His statistics lie. They just <laughs> straight up lie like they always do. He did not do that. He completed a three yard pass and the other player took it for nine to 12 yards. You know, that's, that's, that's what happened today. He took relentless numbers of checkdowns, which make that completion percentage look better. And the lions do have wide receivers who can catch the ball and run with it a little bit. You know what I mean? That's, that's literally the only thing they can do. It seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got this wonderful throw the ball three yards offense going continuously, which, you know, strangely, even the Eagles defense, which I believe in a number of metrics was somewhere in the range of one spot below our worst position (laughs) (laughs) going into today. And they look like all pros all over the place because amazingly enough, that play we always do that everyone knows we're going to do didn't work today on, I mean, you can pick any of the 12, like our playbook is 12 plays long. Yeah. I I see Hattori, our our, uh, favorite Samurai sword salesman, $500 $500 blown on this team in the last two weeks, brother. I, I know. And I, I owe you. I don't know how I'm going to make it up to you. We were supposed to get together in L.A. We never connected. So um, I'm sorry, Hattori. I, I really, really wanted to get together and hang out. So we'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, again, thanks, Ryan, for that super chat. That was really cool of you, man. It, uh, it did take a lot to, to do the show today. There was talk about not getting together, but um, yeah. That's not what we do yeah. here. Yeah, that's not we what we show do. up. Unlike the freaking Detroit Lions today. Offense, yeah. On the offensive line. <laughs> God, I can't, yeah. I can't believe that line just. Oh, the it was off. so poetic. People just screaming for Blau to come in because Jared Goff is so terrible. And then he almost fumbled on his rushing attempt and then did fumble on the strip sack. Like, amazingly enough, David Blau also can't throw while he's getting murdered because nobody's blocking. Like,. <laughs> Goff's not great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I don't make me into a Jared Goff apologist, but the problems do not start and end at that one position. Like in Daryl Hodge, how do you, exactly, how do you not catch that ball? I would catch that ball. And I had stone hands for a high school running back back in the day. Like literally just let it hit him. In the the bicep. How do you, how do you give you, you, you're an NFL wide receiver. I just I just don't understand. And then, you know, the ball bounces up, and he doesn't look up, right? He's just like, yep. like it, it was just terrible on all, on all ends, yeah. on all angles. I mean, that was that was mm-hmm. just monstrously bad. The um, the illegal formation. This is this is something that uh, Campbell said in in before the game today. He said instead of doing uh, you know teaching football four hundred one, it feels like I'm teaching football one hundred one half the time, and that's exactly what we saw today. Now this is this is you know Campbell says stuff, and it's the stuff that comes to his mind pretty quick, and and, and you know it's he 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 sometimes said the quiet part out loud. I'm wondering here, okay, this that's that's really indicative of something far far deeper going on when your coach says i'm teaching football 101 instead of football 401 he's speaking about some very serious issues with the players on this team significant issues this may well be lie now some players may take issue and say you know oh you know, coach, coaches lost. You know, coach lost us, telling us we're one on one players, right? But they went out and proved what he said today. Absolutely yes. right. I, 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 that's that's the kind of thing 
that's the first chink in the armor, if you will, that uh, I'm seeing in the Dan Campbell regime here because that statement carries a lot, and and nobody's talking about it yet. But if I'm a player and I hear the coach say that, either I agree, right, that there's some some players on the team and there's a significant number of players that are one on one level, or I'm taking serious offense. And, Absolutely, uh, because here's another thing you learn in football one on one. You don't onside kick when you're down 41 to six. <laughs> like, just like eat it like you're done. You know, you don't go for two when you're down 41 to six. Like at a certain point, players are also justifiably going to look over at the sideline and be like, man, what are you doing? Like, yep. this is a joke. Like, yes, I know I've had a bad game today. And apparently you want to take that out on me by putting me through a little bit of extra injury risk today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what are we doing here? You know, like it, it's but Campbell's a guy and he's, he's a riverboat gambler, right? You, you just, you just know that about him. He's going to do things that are not the, the common knowledge, the 13 seconds he went for it and fourth down instead of taking the three, look, the three would have been meaningless anyway, but that aside, you don't really end. know it at the time, at the time. Right. I understand what he's trying to do. Cause if you can pull that off and walk in with seven, it's like, like last week, the, the fake punts, if, if those fake punts didn't work, People would be screaming at him just like at the thirteen, the thirteen yard today, uh, yep. the thirteen second left, uh, going for on fourth down today. If that works, if he scores seven there, he's he's Mister Super Genius again, and the team kind of turns around going into the half. They have a whole sense of change and momentum, mm-hmm. which they never were able to do all day. I think he recognized that he needed something to put a spark under the ass of this team, and and he, that's what he was shooting for there. Again, not the decision that you're going to get from a normal coach right in a normal game with a normal team, but everything about this team is abnormal right now. But here's the thing. If you're going to do that, do it on third down. Why did you run the ball hmm. on third and two? I think I, that's an then call thing. a timeout and then do a pass play on fourth down. Like I understand he didn't want to just do what he's done the last couple times and run up and run the exact same play and not get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's what I see that as is a reactionary thing to that. But in this situation, like they weren't down that much at that point. No. I you think, know what I mean? Like they were only like, they, that would have what took them to within two scores, but instead they walked in not having scored a single point in the entire half. And that game was over. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's the thing you can beat a team by 14 points in a half of football because the Eagles aren't good. No. You know, like just looking at that, you make some adjustments. If you're, if you do something, you get some points. You're like, okay, guys, we got some points. We're within two touchdowns. This is still in reach, but 17, nothing you're done. The game is done. Yep. There is no coming back from that. Not this team, not this year. No, no. Um, we could, uh, we can talk about um, golf throwing it away the second time this year on fourth down. That's something I'm, I'm certain we'll cover. Let's throw the yep. um, really quick. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> we got tricks, not treats today. Um, I got to tell you, though, really quick. Um, do you like scary stories, Ash? I love scary stories, Chris. Did you know that there's a maniac on the loose? Oh, is there? Yeah. Um, yes, the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories podcast. It specializes mm-hmm. in scary stories that'll curdle your blood and send shivers down your spine. Steve Hudgens is an award-winning writer and filmmaker who's now crossed over to the podcast world with the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories podcast. Uh, He writes the stories, narrates them himself. He's been a diehard Lions fan since the 70s. He uh, 
you can find the podcast at maniaconthelouse.com. He's a, he's a great guy. He wanted us to do a, a, a read for him on the show and just told him, make a donation to the St. Jude, and we'll do that for you. So, guys, check out the Maniac on the Loose podcast. Steve's a great awesome. writer. He's got some really, really good stuff out there. Uh, I think you're really, really going to like it. And what better time of year than, than Halloween to check something else? something that like yeah and i'm gonna check that out i love podcasts like that like there's a few of them out there that are that, that style and uh all the best to them i hope this works out yeah yeah for reals all right so let's open up the phones 248-782-8384 248-782-8384 and detroit lions podcast all one word if you want to call us via skype detroit lions podcast um get a little bit get a lot different setup actually in in the last two weeks revamped basically everything we got in the studio so here's the first call let's see how it works hey caller what's your name how much have you had to drink oh wait hold on hey there you go brother how you doing man oh not too bad i'm Tim. i am unfortunately painfully sober in bangor maine oh man now I, I thought it was mandatory in bangor to drink a lot all the time you know, I used to, and it's just gotten to the point where these games are so. It's not the drinking doesn't even make the end. Yeah, no. Oh, we had people considering <laughs> hard intravenous drugs it, in the you know, I, 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 <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it was, maybe I'll have a beer, and then you just watch golf throw it like out of bounds, and you got a receiver right there on fourth down. And it's like, uh, what? <laughs> that was uh, you know so the receiver okay let's talk about the fourth down play the receiver was open after he threw the ball because he threw it short and and the coverage came off of him could he have thrown it over the shoulder over the top sure sure i mean ken goff i've seen him do it can he do it regularly or with you know with any kind of consistency no but he probably he it's it's potentially something he could have done um that was probably the only only way he could throw that guy open. Um, but an interception is better than throwing it away at that point. And yep. he literally just absolutely failed. I don't know what it is about his processor <laughs> that he cannot figure out what's going on on the field in any kind of a timely manner. And he's, he misses reads. He's just... The decision making is not not ideal. He's in panic mode. Yeah, like constantly, it just looks like a guy who is in panic mode. And the thing is, I have trouble even blaming him for being in panic mode. Not today, given how the game goes up to that point. You know what I mean? Like he, like that one play where Sewell gave up the third sack. You know, like Jared Goff has to bail out because the entire right side I mean, doesn't block anybody, so he bails out to the left and gets just drilled. By the guy who, like, Sewell was just blocking him around the outside like you're supposed to. But because Goff had to flee for his life, it, that's that's exactly where he went. And it, it just, to that, that's today in a nutshell to me, Yeah, is everybody screwed up everything, pretty much every play. So, Except it, those running backs. And, and that would be... Go ahead, caller. That would... It would all be fine. You know, if this was the first game where he had completely dropped the ball and everything, but that was like a basic scramble drill. You know that receiver that's short's going deep, so you might as well throw it in that hole. That would be a cover two hole. And, you know, that's at least throw it out there to make it, put it where the receiver can catch it or nobody catches it. And that's it, you know, instead of just throwing it away like, well, that sucks. I'm going to go cash my paycheck now. Well, yeah, that's what a good quarterback would do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's it has become yeah. painfully 
obvious that that is not what the Detroit Lions have right now. Uh, or at least if there's one in there, he's not playing like it right now for a thousand different reasons. Like there's, there's not a lot of good things going on for the lions right now, but yeah, like on that play specifically, I, I don't know how you can walk into that, not knowing that throw the ball up is the, Oh hell, everything went wrong option, you know? Yeah. And, and so we got uh, Joseph in the chat, everything, uh, Ash is right, everything was bad, but Goff makes, had made plays that made it look like he's pre- uh, protecting himself over everything else. I, honestly, okay, Colin, I'm going to let you go, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have a good one. I'll be watching here, and I have to watch the Seattle game, so that should be fun. All right, we'll see you, bud. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the... Uh, I, I think he was absolutely protecting himself today because it was like the line was trying to murder him. He he yeah. was running for his life. I mean, there was there was plays where there was literally no protection at all for no. Jared Goff. The ball snapped and they were just running a track meet at him. And what do you do? Yeah. I mean, sorry, yeah. I, I watched Tracy Walker make a business decision out there. Um, tight end Goddard got had the ball running down the left side of the field. Tracy Walker's right in front of him and wound up I forget who got him from the side and behind and tackled him but Tracy Walker kind of just rolled to the side and and barely even made contact he was one-on-one with him because he didn't want to take that hit I don't blame him I I mean it it would have hurt there was a specific moment in the third quarter I can't remember which of their many many touchdowns it was Hmm. but uh basically it was it was one where like clearly the entire defense except for like two guys just decided that you know okay we're done and the look on Tracy Walker's face in the moments before they went to commercial tells me one thing. He is not going to be a Detroit Lion next year. Yeah, yeah, like there is a 0% chance. Like you you can't feel like that at work and then voluntarily ever come back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which sucks. Like that's the one thing we wanted to avoid this year is being the joke of the league so that the good players we do have don't get. And I hate this word. But everybody hearing it will know what I mean when I say it, it when I say that the players are potentially getting lionized this year. Mm. Like it's, it's, it's a thing. It's, it's a shitty thing. And I wish it wasn't a thing. And I wish that thing would go away. And I feel like this was the staff to potentially maybe make that go away, but it's what's happening right now. Like even Hawkinson at the end, when you're watching, like when they went for two, same look on his face, like, what are we doing here? Like, what is, what is he what is going on? And games like this are how regimes go one and done. Yep. Like we've had two of these. Like we also did not show up for the Chicago game. You know what I mean? Like, and or the Bengals game actually. So there, that's three games where this team just straight up did not show up for this coaching staff, which that is the one thing that this coaching staff was supposed to bring to the table was we're going to show up every week and we're going to compete hard. And they're not, and they ha- but they have. I mean, they have, except for really the the Chicago game and this game, the team didn't show up. But the rest of the games, they did. They, Bengals. That's, that's yeah. Three. I, th- I think I think yeah, okay okay. Um, but I, I mean, I look at like the the Rams game. If there's a game they're not going to show up for, that's the game. That's yep. the game, right? It's not that these games. This is the the thing that's so maddening about this is games like this one and the Chicago game, and you get the Jets beating the freaking Bengals right now. Um, 
These are the games that you have a chance to win. You're you're playing bad teams. They play they play well. They play tight against good teams, right? I mean, they've done well. Yep. They're supposed to be able to play well that well against the bad teams, and they don't. They play even worse, and it's it's maddening. How do you hold um, the Rams at in LA to within eight points and lose by fifty to the freaking Eagles? It doesn't make any flipping sense. None whatsoever. Here's my I have an explanation. Against the Rams, they pulled out the kitchen sink from second one. They were like suicidally aggressive. Mm-hmm. What did they do today? Not that. They committed suicide. <laughs> they, they basically, yeah, like they pulled out the kitchen sink against the team where it wouldn't matter. And then they show up today and start playing terrible vanilla football for a quarter. Yeah. Now, like, I, I guess I'll say straight up the offense, we talk about golf. Golf is not the only problem there. No, um, there's nothing but problems there yeah, right now. Yeah. Like, there's nothing good. But it the starts. Best thing about the offense is starts with Anthony Lynn. Though that play uh-huh. calling was horrific today, and it has been for a lot of the year. I mean, he's 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 not done a great job. He's the one coach I think that may. Hmm, I, let's just hope he gets gets that college gig. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Caller. The pirate ghost. <laughs> All right, two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. I forgot. I, I know how. I got the ring turned off now. I know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! A few bumps here and there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like the thing is, like, and going for it on that play and calling a passing play, great. You know, like don't run up the middle twice and fail both times. Your guy who was good at that isn't even playing today. Right. I understand. Hello? I grasp. Oh, hey, caller. How you doing? What's your name? How much have you had to drink? Well, I'm currently lying eight months underneath being able to legally drink, but this game sure made me want to drink and break that law. <laughs> Stay strong, um, brother. <laughs> there's one some things I want to talk to you about, and I think it's really important for Dan Campbell not to his locker room on this. I think. He needs to use this as motivation going forward, saying that this was an unacceptable performance and this build off of this. You know, they're almost halfway through the season. I think this this needs to be a turning point. There's, I don't know how you feel about that. Oh, yeah. I think that's absolutely the case. The only thing he can do is he's he's got to own his part especially after his football 101 comment. He's got to walk in yep. that and say, you know what, I football 101 today. He's he's got to own his part first, and then say, um, you know, I'm not a big fan of Vilma in the booth. Just, <laughs> but yeah. but he he, I think he's right. You just throw the tape away. You, you say this is this is something we have to shake off. We've got things we've got to fix. The tape isn't going to fix it, right? Watching the the film of this game is not going to fix it. We need to go, and we need to all work on some serious fundamentals in the next two weeks. Period. And, and get the heads right. And they have a bye week, so that should help. I mean, to get work on something and maybe use a anger and disappointment to field, try and have their best game perhaps next season. I don't know. It, it could be next season <laughs> before the best, the next, yeah. the next best game. I know, but <laughs> I I mean, in terms of getting a win this season, I don't think they'll get many, of course, as this season has shown. 
No, I, they can I get one at least. Yeah, I, they're going to win. There was the, I, I pegged out four games, and we talked about with To on Friday. We get the same four games pegged out that they have a chance to win. There's three of them left now. Um, they'll win one oh, of them at yeah. least. I mean, could they be a three win team potentially? A four win team is is going to be a tough one. But if they play a team like they did as hard as they played the Rams, they could beat a a, a good team. Um, or the Ravens. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I wanted to point like, out too. Is that this team isn't that bad. You aren't down forty one to nothing just because you're this terrible. I guess they shown against the Raiders they can compete. I think this game was a a lack of focus a lot of times and you know I no professional sports player by any means but I was on high school teams and I know after a while doing poorly that you just lose concentration at some point and this throwing a towel on start not focusing at times right yeah yeah yep for sure um and and I'm gonna have to go back and look at look for Tracy, Tracy Walker's face there Ash because that you can you can see that kind of broken man face. Yep. <laughs> that, oh, and and yeah. as a Lions fan, I've seen it a hundred thousand times yep. on a million different faces. You know what I mean? And I just looked at it and I was like, "That's it. That's the moment. That's that is what that word means." That I will never say on this podcast again. <laughs> so, um, hey, color. I'm gonna let you go. Uh, appreciate the comment. Okay. Thanks. Good talking to you. Thanks, you too, man. All right. So, um. I don't know how Chris is so confident this team can win a game, let alone three. So they have a potential. There's three games they could win. They'll absolutely win one, and they could win three. The thing is, is the team isn't as bad as they played today. No. They, they were today. Like which team shows up? That's the question, yeah. right? Because the team that showed up last week would have rolled the Eagles today. The, 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 the team that showed flipped. up against the Ravens would have rolled the Eagles today. It wouldn't yeah. have even been close. Yep. But we got the team that showed up against the Bengals. Yep. That's exactly you know? who and it is. They have a talent deficiency every single week against every single team, but it's the NFL. Like even the worst team in the NFL still has a shot every single week. Yep. If the other team doesn't get their stuff done. And today it was just the lions didn't get their stuff done. So the Eagles looked really, really good. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's it. Um, uh, people getting too low on this loss. I, this, this is, this is interesting because, this loss is one of those ones that you stay mad about for a long time, just like the Bears loss, and not as much the Bengals loss. The Bengals loss, I think, was 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 a was was jacked up, but for some reason, that one doesn't bother me as much as the Bears did in this one. These are games that they just just failed, just epic fail. I know they're better than this. I know they're better than this, and, and a better team than this, and play can play better than this. But this is one. I can see why people are mad, why people are low. Now, throwing away all the other data you have about this team is is it doesn't make any sense, right? That that's just that's just being an emotional, right? You 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 get your emotions in check, think about things more logically, use the data that you have, and know the team isn't as bad as they were today. They're not as good as they were against the Rams. They're somewhere in there, and and like Ash said, what team shows up is the team that's gonna gonna play that day. This is not the story for the rest of the year for this team. And that's, I think, the this is one game. The, you know, teams play poorly sometimes. Lions tend to do it more than other teams. But yeah. they have they have bad games. And right now you have a bunch of young guys. You have inconsistency at quarterback. I mean, you don't know. You can't rely on Jared Goff. You can't rely on this offensive line. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of holes. Injured reserve is, is, you know, is 
piled up with key players for this team. Um, this this is a bunch of young guys learning how to play, getting reps, live fire exercises, and we're going to see what this team you know what this team can turn into. I kind of sit back and, and say, you know, at the beginning of the year, we knew this team wasn't going to win. We knew this team wasn't going to, you know, they weren't pushing for the playoffs or anything, right? But we were looking for some fun football. We had a lot of fun in the Rams game. This was not fun football today. This was no. this was absolutely, this was, and in the Slack, person after person after person after person was, ah, I got some errands to run. Ah, I'm going to go clean the garage. Ah, and they were just checking out as the game went on. I'm going to go snake my toilet. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's where we were at And today. it's not even clocked. <laughs> yeah. There's not exactly. Even for funsies. See yeah. what comes back. <laughs> what can I find? <laughs> it's, uh. it's a Lions team. <laughs> yep. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. we can't flush them and be done with it. We have to do this another nine times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boy, I kind of wish they made it a ten-game season this year instead of the yeah. Would have been 17. great. <laughs> hey, hey, caller, what's your name and how much? Boy, I kind of wish they made it a ten-game season this year instead of. Oop. Hello, hey, caller, how you doing, man? What's your name? How much do you drink? Hey, great, great. Uh, oh man, uh, not enough, really, to be honest. <laughs> uh, Luckily, before I went to LA for the game out there, I got some uh, super uh, single cut Detroit uh, Distillery Butcher's Cut Bourbon. This is Bo the Show from the Slack, and man, it is—it's uh, been rough, man. <laughs> it has been rough. I, consistency, man, would like a little consistency is all I'd like to see. Like you were saying, you knew we weren't going to have a good year this year, but man, like. How the hell do we go from like almost beating the Rams to just biffing this stuff? Like every you could see it on Deuce Daly's face. Everyone out there was like, the coaches look like they're all about to cry or beat someone up. <laughs> like, oh it was embarrassing. gosh! Like the only game I didn't finish watching or I didn't watch all of was the Bears game, and that's only because I was on my anniversary in Frankenmuth, and I was like, babe. We're not going to watch this whole game, but then uh, they started coming back, so I suckered myself in, you know? <laughs> how, how long have you been married? The Bengals, everything else. How long have huh? you been married? How long have you been married? Oh, uh, it's just just a couple years now with, with my new lady. But, yeah, no, it's uh, – it, it's, oh, man, I've been a Lions fan since, like, 1990, and – that's when they got me just too. One I could, when I could actually see Barry Sanders run the ball. Like I got pictures from my, I got adopted. I got pictures from my first family in Bears gear. You know when like Walter Payton was there running back, and then I moved to Detroit and was like, Thank no, you. this guy. Even though the Lions suck right now, this guy has got me, and I've been stuck since then. And man, <laughs> trying not to cry. I'm <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> I need someone to help walk me off the freaking edge here. Oh, what do we have to look forward to? Like Dan was about to cry on live TV there when the cameras panned to him like multiple times. I could see the like watering building up in his eyes. But yes, they're good too. But if our guy if our guy cries in the presser today that's he's gonna lose a lot of people i'll tell you that because <laughs> this no is... i actually he didn't cry like I, I had that on the background here while this our live chat has been going on right here no he he's sitting there 
still blaming himself, but like subliminally, like blaming Goff and some other people. When do you start just saying, no, our quarterback sucks, our wide receivers aren't doing their job? When you've replaced them. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I guess so. Guys to be I guess so. Yep. And, and give, like, I don't know. Like if, if your boss comes to you and just says you're terrible at your job and we need somebody better than you to do it, like the next day do you come in and go like, well, I sure do like coming here. You know, like that's that's the thing he has to balance is he needs these guys for 10 more weeks because like legitimately if this team goes 0-17, I don't care how long their contracts are, these guys are going to get fired. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, they need these guys to yeah. stay on board to a certain extent. So you know, he probably just walks up to golf and goes, all right, so here's what I'm going to say at the press conference and then walks out and says that exact thing. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yep. seems mm-hmm. like the guy who's not like just going behind anybody. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, and there's certain guys you can do that with and certain guys that you can't, which like Dan Campbell seems to have picked guys that are going to be okay with it as the ones that he comes down on. You know what I mean? Whereas Matt Patricia just threw it at everybody <laughs> Like just legitimately just filled a grenade full of poo, threw it into the room and just got it on everyone. You know what I mean? Like that's, that was his managerial style. I I think Campbell's got a little more nuance than that, but like we saw today, like in like, okay, let's pull Goff out and throw Blau in and see what happens. Well, what happened was an almost fumble and a fumble. (laughs) Bob Bob can't throw when he's under pressure either. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's no, there's no fix for this. And I think that is the reason that people are starting to get very upset is they've drawn the conclusion that we drew before the season even started, that this is a terrible team and they are not going to win many games. And if we win two, that's great. You know, like it just not zero, any number, but zero is an acceptable number of wins for this team this year, unfortunately. And that's just the reality. There's no like, well, maybe they'll be better than we thought they were because if you made a list, at the beginning of the season of players who could not get injured for this team to be successful, that list would be Jeff Okuda, Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnow, Terrell Williams, uh, Romeo Okwara. No way. You mean all the guys uh, that are sitting on the bench right now? Good. Oh, I'll be damned. You know, good on this good thing we got Jeff. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, no, like, what is three quarters of our payroll sitting on IR right now? Like, I've got a positive point. Jerry Jacobs, oh. Jerry Jacobs, yep. top, top yeah. shelf man. I, I can't wait to see his PFF grade. He killed it again today. Did not hear his name today. Nope. No, not one time. Undrafted rookie free agent playing professional football starting corner. And I don't know that he gave up any plays today. He wasn't doing, he wasn't giving up holding penalties in the red zone either. No, no, you know, he just, he dealt with his thing, which like, that one drove but me a little I just wish we would get there a little more to just, we know this year's shit. So let's just get the veterans out of it. I know we need to keep veterans for like, you know, uh, just intelligence and football IQ and stuff, but we need to just start getting the people out there so we can see what we know this is a shit year. So get Blau out there. Let's see if he, we can build some reps and see if he can even become a feasible backup as a third stringer. Like, like we're, he's just a we're screwed. Like, come on. We're not winning. So 
All right. We know that. And we all knew this from the beginning. But yeah, you guys got to go. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks, Carl. I appreciate it, now. though. I appreciate it, though, man. Thanks got, for you got to win one Take or two, easy, guys. You know? Me too. Like, that's, that's the thing. You have to win one or two games this year. And I'm just going to be super blunt when I say it. Like, yes, David Blau's great against fourth stringers in the preseason. Uh, but when we saw him in the regular season, and granted, that was a few years ago, he couldn't win with a team that Stafford couldn't lose with. Like there was one guy who switched and that guy was terrible, like yeah. a legitimately awful player who threw more interceptions than touchdowns. And if you think that somehow not playing for three years has turned him into something other than that, I don't know what to tell you because you don't get better taking mental reps, not no. significantly better. You get a little bit better. You get a little bit more prepared, but you don't get better at actually doing something by any manner other than actually doing it. Yep. And I, I, I see, you know, uh, John saying, hey, you didn't hear Jacob's name because they gave up 250 yards rushing, didn't have to throw. Oh, that's that's funny because I heard Aurawarie's name quite a number of times and, and saw him miss all kinds of tackles out there. Um, yep. it, it was I, Yeah, they ran all over us, but they didn't throw on Jerry. That's that's the bottom line. Uh, yep. Let's see. All right, we got a call here. Let's see. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink so far? Hello, caller. Goodbye, caller. Spooky. <laughs> All these ghost callers, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So Not the new setup. It's Halloween. <laughs> speaking of Jerry, uh, and and let me catch up on some of the things here really quick. Actually, we got a couple things that happened that I didn't I didn't hit on. Uh, David Zamora, thank you for the super chat, man. The Lions played to the level of the competition. It sure as hell feels like it this year. Gosh, it it, yeah. it really does. Yeah. It's exactly what they've done. And it's they play just below the level of the competition, evidently. Uh, Matt uh, LaFleur, hey, guys, thanks for being here. Like the song I was just jamming to, there must be some kind of way out of here. Yeah, you're not kidding, my friend. There must be. Um, got Robert. Are you the Joker and I'm the thief? Like, what is this here? <laughs> I'm a midnight smoker. Uh, let's see. Robert M., I'll take one win. After that, I'm Team Tank. Let Goff or Blau sink this ship. Doesn't matter who. It's going down. Yes. Yep. Yes, absolutely. That's I agree 100%, uh, Robert, for sure. Um, also, I got I to gotta shout out Floundericious. He showed up again, man. One of the most generous dudes in the world. $228 yep. for St. Jude. That's a dollar for every yard. We're at $3,367.69. Uh, oh, I forgot to get my pie ready. Oh my goodness, goodness, goodness. Oh. <laughs> um, we are doing a 24 hour telethon podcast with numerous guests, uh, players, coaches, broadcasters, um, all kinds of guests coming in. Former Lions uh, players got Coach Fonts with a, a big surprise coming for Coach Fonts. That's one you guys don't want to don't want to miss for sure. Uh, 24 hours of fun with the Riz and I. Ash will be on for a while. A bunch of folks coming in uh, on Friday. Starts at 9 a.m. till 9 a.m. Saturday. Raising money for St. Jude. You can donate now. stjude.org slash DLP. We're shooting to get to $25,000. We get there. Uh, Riz will don a tutu. I'm in a position where if we get um to 30 grand i'll do the fat boy 40 <laughs> that's where we're at. so tune in on friday 9 a.m we start throw us on in the background at work you can just watch us kind of like you do your, your e-learning that they make you take on 
bloodborne pathogens or whatever else <laughs> you have to take it uh, at work. Your, your anti-harasser training you put on in the background, and then you go do other things. Put us on in the background. You can go do some other things while that's going on. Uh, right here, Detroit Lions Podcast, 9 a.m. Friday. Big, big, big uh, show, raising money for St. Jude. David Zamora, thank you again for Super Chat. Go fund me for Jared's contract. <laughs> um, uh, I would rather do the GoFundMe for St. Jude. Um, those those poor kids deserve it more than Jared. Yep. Deserves to get bought out. All right. Because I didn't get my pie ready for today, and I'm not going to be on the podcast again until this happens, uh, for every thousand we are at, when I come on the show, I will pie myself. Oh, wow. So if that means I got to do 30 pies in like 30 seconds, that like will rapid fire machine gun one hand on each side. Like I, <laughs> I will get this done and it will be magnificent. Oh, my goodness. All right. Saintjude.org slash DLP. Let's pie this guy. <laughs> uh, one pie for every grant. So are you at three pies then right now since we're at 3,300? Yeah. We're at? Oh, we'll start at three since I will make that my punishment for not doing the one today. Is All right. Three times as many starting there. And then from here, oh, if we get to 30, that's going to be a rough day for me. And then what? Like I'll do that at the beginning. And then my entire time, I will leave whatever is on my face on my face while we're talking lions. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That will be fun. So let's do this thing. <laughs> for awesome. The for the kids. For the kids. <laughs> that's right. All right. Um, let's talk about this processor in Goff's head because everybody's blaming Goff. Goff is not the only problem, but Goff is a problem. He is. He's. he's and oh, I'll, I'll make the excuses for him because I'm that guy. You know what I mean? Who like I try to look at things at a thousand different angles and try to get the whole picture. And you can't expect him to hang in the pocket because there isn't going to be one. And there's no reason for him to expect there to be one. You uh, <laughs> you can't expect him to throw timing throws because the wide receiver is not going to be there. Uh, Sorry, someone just tried to call me while we were in the middle of that, which always <laughs> you know cuts me out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like you can't expect him to think blocking is going to be there. You can't expect him to believe that the receiver is going to get open downfield. You can't expect him to believe that a receiver is going to get to the right place on a timing throw. And these are the exact problems you cannot have with a quarterback like Jared Goff. Like it's just, it's the perfect storm. He needs blocking. He needs receivers to be where they're supposed to be. He needs receivers who will make a play for him. We have none of that. So it's bad quarterback, also bad everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's 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 his his what's the word I'm looking for? Uh lack of ability to create outside the play is a problem, but the play isn't creating anything for him either. Right. If right. that makes sense. Like there's both sides of this equation are awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, it just, it is what it is. Like he can be a decent quarterback. He's when other things are working well, like when his blocking went away for a season in LA, he was terrible. Uh, when his running game went away for a season in LA, he was terrible. You do have to build a team around him for him to be a functional NFL quarterback. But until this year, he hasn't been John Kitna bad. And that's where he's at right now. Like with the pick today, isn't he, he has one more touchdown than in than interceptions this year yeah. at this point, if I recall the numbers correctly, and also has six fumbles. Yeah. Now, so like the thing with, with the thing is, and I'm seeing it here, right? So basically, basically golf needs everyone else to play perfectly to cover up his weaknesses. Not um, perfectly, just not terribly. Right. Right. And that, that's, that's the thing he's gotten to a super bowl, right? He's gotten a team to a super bowl. The, 
he went to the Super Bowl with the team. <laughs> he was a part of that, and he was an integral part of that. Mm-hmm. But you've got no blocking. Today is, is the example we'll use. When he's head blocking, he's been better. Not great. But he had no blocking today. He's got no receivers out there. He's got you know a play calling that's just, just vanilla as hell from, from Anthony Lynn, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's so, so tough. And, I mean, you, you, you're not giving him any of the things he needs to be successful. You take away one of those things, he can be moderately successful, but you he's got none of them right now. He's and 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 you saw what happened when Blau was out there. It was no different, right? I don't care if you got Justin Fields right now. I don't care if you have Trevor Lawrence on the team right now. This team is not doing any better with them. And that's the problem. Everybody wants to just rail 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 on golf. I'm not on the golf train if he if he I'm I'm happy no. if he's gone after this season, but replacing him, I don't care if you put freaking Tom Brady on the team right now. This team is going to lose. They stink. Yep. They suck. That's 100% <laughs> correct. Like there is no right quarterback for this. Yeah, it's okay to not like golf as as the quarterback, but it's not going to fix anything. It's not going to pretty- fix anything good chance that he's going to be here next year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and they, they, they need to do something like I, then Riz and I would probably have a very heated conversation about this, but I believe they should add players at the trade deadline this year. And I don't care who they are because you need an answer by the end of week 17, a definitive answer as to whether Jared Goff can be the guy for you. And like right now, it's very easy to just point and say, well, no, he can't because this isn't working and yada, yada, yada. But it's too easy to make excuses right now. Like there's no blocking, no quarterback could win with this. There's no receivers, no quarterback could win with this. That is too easy of a way to give the the front office an out where they can look at this and go like, you know what? We're just going to do a better job getting receivers in next year. And we're going to roll with this and see what we've got. I mean, we've got six-year contracts and I, I, I don't want to see that. Like Deshaun Jackson wants to leave Los Angeles. Let's throw a conditional 2023 seventh rounder at them before they cut him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that gives us a guy who can run downfield and make plays. We have Uh, Preston Williams in Miami is supposedly on the outs because he's, he's a big dude who has hamstring issues and he's missing some games and things like that. But he is, he would be our wide receiver one Mm -hmm. in a second Mm -hmm. as would Deshaun Jackson. And that's a problem. Yep. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's one of the biggest problems with the offense is that guys like that would walk in and be our best guy unquestionably, like with, with a bullet, they would be our best guy to, to quote Riz. Yep. Well, not, so <laughs> here we are combat sack said it in the chat just now we have more holes than a German orgy. And, and it's absolutely the truth. Conversely, Jiggly Scrub, who thanks Jiggly for being there all the time and love you being in the, show, in, the, in the chat, in the show a lot. Um, Lions need that FU player that can take over and win you a game. You need more than that, because if you could replace one player with the very, very best in his league, in the league at his position, anywhere in the Lions, who would it be, and how does that change the outcome today? I don't think one player can do it. It goes back to your German, the German orgy thing. This team is got holes like Swiss cheese, and a lot of it is the result of. Uh, you got holes. You got, got holes. It's a result of the Quinn downgrade mentality downgrade every position and leave a blank crap roster and then the only guy that was kind of carrying you to any to three wins a season he's now he's like i can't take anymore i gotta go and he's gone you've got nothing you've got you're building you'd have better better chance building an expansion team 
next year than you would with the Lions roster. You, you, yeah, that's, like honestly, an expansion roster this year would have been better than what the Lions had. Yeah. Because yeah. that would also come with a very large amount of cap space. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas like we all A had the roster completely depleted because everybody good was a free agent yep. or chose this is the time to say I want out. And also, in addition to that, had to cut a bunch of really bad players with really big contracts. Like that's that's how you get where this is. Yeah. Like I'm not even going to necessarily get on Brad Holmes too much here, even though there are things I think he could have done better. Like he only had so much to work with in this regard. Like it would it was a tough sell to get a wide receiver free agent to say like T.Y. Hilton, you're going to leave Indianapolis to come to Detroit this offseason? No. Why, why would you do that? There's no way. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, even if Robinson had become free as a free agent from, from Chicago, is, is this the year that you decide to go home and, and finish off your career in Detroit? Yep. Like, there's no way. They did what they could with what they had available. They got guys who, like, nobody knew Perryman was going to be worse than Tom Kennedy. And he was, you know. But would this team be better off right now with Perryman than it is with Tom Kennedy? I would say so. Yeah. Because that's at least a fast guy who's big running down the sideline that you have to deal with. That's an option. Yeah. He might drop the ball every third time you sling it out there to him, but he's going to do that. So does they Hodge. don't have anybody to do that. So does Hodge. You know? <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. caller, your name is Matt. How much have you had to drink? <laughs> I'm actually doing uh, my, uh, I'm not drinking and eating any sugar and like diet, you know, like working out a lot for 30 days. So nothing. Oh, well. So it's, no fun it looks, looks like you looks like you picked a bad 30 days to quit drinking yeah. my friend <laughs> well, i did a lot of work around the house today so right. um yeah uh yeah it's sunny in seattle so i had to take advantage of that oh, uh, for sure. so anyway what, what got, um man? i'm i'm gonna switch it up just a, a te- uh like a shade well i'm gonna completely um non sequitur this conversation because Thank you. um you know we we can talk about this game as much as we want today and we can talk about Goff and how much he blows you know donkey bones and stuff like that but uh, the reality is where is this team going in the future i, I realized I, I became a lions fan when i was nine which was 1979 <laughs> And, um, that means it's not your fault. It, it is not Someone my did fault. This to but, you. <laughs> but the reality is, so I can take a real meta view of this whole thing rather than looking at this as an isolated incident. So the concept here is I look at ownership and like the ownership was just complete. It was just a toilet for the longest time. And I keep going back to what, what did Sheila, what did Sheila hire? I, I keep seeing that the ownership now is actually taking risks to be a much better team. And that's my perspective. Yeah. I, nobody's ever hired a coach like Dan Campbell, except this ownership group. Yeah. And, and I think the risks they're taking now are risk, risks that they recognize. Whereas previously, you know, William didn't, recognize that hiring Matt Millen You'll figure was, an, it out, Matt. was an intense, a massive risk <laughs> until uh, it was too yeah. late. But I think they, Sheila walked into this knowing we're taking, we're taking it differently. Now there's a conversation in the chat, in the chat right now talking about, you know, who wants to come to this team? Nobody, right? Uh, the lions is a place where people go for, to have their careers die, right? Money, money's always great. And, and there's really, I, there's, 
there's two kinds of players and one's probably a hybrid of both. There's players who want the money. There's players who want the ring. And then there's kind of the, the players that are kind of, uh, you know, the, the mesh of both of those, the players that want yep. money will happily come here. They will happily come here and we will have money now that we're shedding. How much are we yep. shedding in dead cap this year? Ash? Oh God. It's, it's giant. Uh, it's like, like this year's million? dead cap before the season started was somewhere around 40 million. Yeah. And they, they did spend some of that by like signing guys to contracts that escalate next year. So like that number actually only ended up being somewhere about like 35 yeah, yeah. of that. Plus like there's also some extra and basically they have enough money to spend. They're not going to be buying the best free agent at anything, hopefully, but they'll be doing things like the golden Tate deal where everyone's looking at him and going, that's a wide receiver two, three. And they go like, okay, well on our team, he's a wide receiver one. Right. So if we overpay him by $3 million, we're going to get that money's worth out of him because he was going to sign 5 million somewhere else. And we sign him for eight. That that's, that's the kind of spending that they're going to be able to do a lot of where it's like, okay, this guy gets us better than we are now, as opposed to this is a top tier guy. If they go out and they hunt top tier guys, they're going to get two or three and this team will still suck to be, to be perfectly blunt. Like that's, that's just, there aren't, the guys who are worth $20 million a year don't hit free agency. They just don't teams figure out how to get their guys signed unless their guy is unhappy, yep. you know, and then they trade him. That's how that one goes. Like Odell Beckham jr. Didn't go to Cleveland as a free agent. They got something back for him because yep. they looked at that and went, all right, we have this guy. <laughs> he doesn't want to be here. He's good enough. You know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's things like that that they can do. Like we need to find those players because do you think anyone was signing in Cleveland when Odell Beckham Jr. went there? Well, it, no. I think an even better example is Deshaun Watson, who's got yep. the, the the clouds of of you know hell overhead from all the the things that he allegedly has done. I think that's how I have to say it. And yep. <laughs> and there are still teams that would give up three first round picks to take him tomorrow if he would go, even with that risk. Right, yep. even with that risk, so it you know they'll go, they'll pay, you'll get yep. what they get. It happens. Um, so I'm not as worried about that. I think also um, I like Holmes, what he does in the draft. I, you know what we've seen so far. I I, I think he's got a, a good head in the shoulders. He's hit a couple, you know, a, a number of guys out there that have been able to play. We've seen guys that we didn't think play. All of a sudden, they can play. They're able to play. Jerry Jacobs is is the one. He's obviously a great story of, you know, finding that, that diamond in the rough, but UDFA, you know, we, we went out and got him. They wanted him and he wanted to come here too. Cause he thought this was his best cool. chance. And, um, what's happened. You took a guy and he's playing at a Okuda level. Well, that was hard to say. Okuda level. <laughs> um, he's, he's playing at a, at a high level. I mean, it's, I don't want to say we don't miss Jeff Okuda, but we kind of don't, right? With the way that Jerry's been playing, it's like not wow, as much wow, as we thought we would. Yeah, yeah and, and I mean that's yeah. that's a hole you don't have to plug now, right? Because you, you between that and um, CB three is handled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe two, maybe two, yep. maybe yep. one. <laughs> that is true. Um, yep. Looking at, at Amani right now, I, I can't get too hard on Amani because really this is his first year with. Uh, actual coaching coaches. staff yeah that can actually develop evidently people as okuda yeah. said at the beginning of the season he sure wished he had heard a lot of the things he heard from the coaches this year uh last year so um yeah it's 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 pretty interesting so 
you know, we got holes to fill. We've got some players. I don't think getting players to come here is going to be the problem for this team. But I don't think they're going to do that next year either. No. Like, no. I, I, no. they have to have a season where they don't look terrible before free agents are going to, like, the ones you want mm-hmm. are going to legitimately consider this. Yep. You know, like, because, like you said, there's the free agents that will just literally go wherever the money is. You don't want those. Like those are, those are not the players you want to bring into your organization, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Then there's the ones who like, they'll balance it. You know what I mean? And like the best deal that makes sense for them is the one that they're going to take. And then there's the ones that are like ring hunting and we're not going to get the ring hunters. We don't want the ones that are just coming for the money. So it's finding that middle group where like, okay, maybe we got to outbid somebody by 2 million a year. We got the space. What else are we spending it on right now? Right. Yeah. And we don't so, have a lot of free agents coming up that are super high priorities to get re-signed. We'll see. Now, I think up until this week, there was a there was a shine on the coaching staff here. What Dan? We have to see what happens this this week in the bye week <laughs> and, and next week with Dan and see how it goes. And um, and, and Man, see what happens because dud this after this, the bye week. Well, this this coaching staff is is a, is a draw. For players, and it's a draw for players who yeah, haven't yeah, been yeah, playing yeah, at yeah. their at their at their peak either. At the, at the you know where where they were supposed to. Those guys where the teams are a little disappointed in their performance. This is a place where those kind of players can come and redeem themselves and get good coaching and development and have an opportunity to play and do all those things. So there's a chance there. I I kind of would think about this much like God the the '90s Cowboys when Jimmy Johnson took over. Where were they? One win the first season. Then they were fifteen. Like, yeah. yeah. Then they went like eight and eight. Right. Yep. And then they they went on. Then they lost to us in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. And then everything completely changed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it it took that one just terrible season, right, for them to 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 kind of reset under the coaching staff that they had and get things, you know, the players they needed and start making things move. I see. And the other part is is let's you know we've got two first round picks for two years in a row now. Yep. And and we may not have to combine them to get. Uh, a quarterback if we get one this year, right? We may not even have to come by yeah. and we may get those two picks. We may get more out of them. And that's, that's an opportunity. You can yeah, honestly, what we all need to be, you know, praying for from whatever faith we have is uh, <laughs> that one of these effing college quarterbacks, <laughs> Joe Burrows the rest of this season yeah. and is clearly the guy who needs to be picked because then we can just take that guy and we can build around that because that's a thing that builds excitement. You know what I mean? Like, okay, we got this like kid who came in and I watched him in the championship game or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, and he looked great. And yep. I know his name, so I will go there. You know, like that there just well, that, there needs to be something to build some excitement. Yep. That's that's kind of like why I don't have as much of a I mean, Scoff has not been an answer this year at all. But the reality is is it was a calculated risk. It was an intelligent yep. risk. Um, Holmes went out and made sure that like he had backup capital for the team to improve, even if golf doesn't really work out. Also, another, uh, another thing is my last name is Leffler, not Leffler. Do not make me the coach of the Packers. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just can't do it. Same guy. Anyway. All right. Man. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go. All thanks, right. thanks a lot. Yeah. We'll see you. Bud. Bye. Leffler. Leffler. Not Leffler. All right. Let's see. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Sorry. Uh, hey, you guys. Uh, my name is Dante. It's uh, Chef Curry Sauce from the subreddit, actually, and I not enough. <laughs> I don't know that they make enough alcohol in a year to, to take care of today's pain, my friend. 
I can't imagine they do. But uh, my my question for you guys, and and I don't want to come across, you know, too negative, but I'm pretty pretty down in the dumps about the team right now. I just I'm wondering if Brad Holmes bears any liability for how the off season, uh, in hindsight, is shaken out. So. To me personally, yeah. I feel like the biggest needs, you know, going in were quarterback, receiver, linebacker, safety, and none of these positions were really addressed outside of very cheap free agents and extremely late round picks. So, Chris, I like what you've been saying all season about how there's there's an opportunity here for guys who may not otherwise potentially get a chance to shine to shine, but it seems like at the positions where we need it most, there's just nothing. And it's almost like there wasn't even an attempt to put those guys there. So I don't know. I'm pretty, I, I, I don't want to say I'm down on him yet, but disappointed, yeah. I'd say is a good word. So I was wondering what your guys' thoughts were on that. I don't think, I, I so, <laughs> they make plenty of drugs though, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> they, I, so I think we criminally missed a wide receiver. I, yep. I, I wanted Amari Rogers. I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying he's the solution for all the Lions woes right now, right? But I wanted him. So so badly, we could have got him in the fourth or fifth round. I'm trying to think, Rogers. I thought he went to the third. I, I could be wrong third? on that though. Did you go in the third? Okay. I um, wanted St. Brown in the second. So coming out of the draft, I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just every time he makes a play, it gets called back on a penalty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he's right. easily yeah. lost a hundred yards to penalties this year. It's driving me insane. Um, there was there was <sighs> wide receivers out there, and we didn't even take a stab other than Amon Ra. Um, and and look, he's been great, but when you you need an you know you need an outside receiver, yeah. And we had none, and you know, kind of betting the bank on Williams being your guy doesn't seem doesn't when he's seem coming off an injury at all. Yeah, no, no it only has one smart. year of production ever. Yep, yep. You know, even when he was on a team that desperately needed him to be the guy, he was never the guy. You know, like he had his one year in yep. San Diego before Lynn even got there. Yep, and. Then after that, nothing. And yeah, like they, they took a lot of swings and missed on far too many of them and they need to do better this year, but he's a rookie GM. What do you expect? Well, you, got, you, you know got, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, you get Sewell. I I, yep. I, I like that pick. Which you got I love Sewell. Anzarike, you know? I, I, I like that pick. You got yep. McNeil. I like that pick. You got he's playing well. Iffy. He's the only guy who tried to stop the run today. <laughs> Iffy, who was playing well until he got hurt. Yep. Right. Amon Ra, I like that pick. Derek Barnes is out there looking like a starter, right? He's he's and, and that's like, what he fourth did. It's fine. Yeah. Jamar it's Jefferson in the, the seventh round. He played today, got a, got the only touchdown in the game, right? I mean, hey, yep. you know what? Not not terrible. Every one of these guys has contributed in some way this year to this team in a positive way. I think in that respect, he did well. I just think that again, to to go with combat sex analogy, there's more holes than a German orgy on this team. And and it's, it, it's going to take a lot. I, it's, it's, it's going to take a couple of years. And I hate to say, yeah, this wasn't a one year fix. Yeah. A couple of years to fill all the holes left behind by the last regime. You've had enough of that shit. <laughs> and I think that's part of the problem. With there, but I appreciate Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. Oh, no, I was just going to say that I had to run, but I, I really appreciate you guys getting on and uh, doing this after every loss. I can't imagine the, how soul-sucking that's got to be. But <laughs> you know what? It's content, and sometimes people need it. So we... we <laughs> <laughs> when you're a small person, you don't. You, you, it doesn't matter anymore. 
<laughs> All right, brother. You have a good day. Guys. Yeah, you too, Thank chef. You. See ya. Keep it cooking. All right. Um, what I was going to get to yeah, is uh, like it wasn't a one-year problem. It was never a one-year problem. Like there was no series of makeable moves that was going to turn this from Matt Patricia's trash heap into Dan Campbell's ideal roster. Like no. that's that's an unreasonable ask. That's why like when they didn't draft receivers after the draft, I was like, okay, yeah, but it's one year and there's a thousand holes and they filled some of those. Yep. You know, like we were we were going to be playing on almost every play three guys who are 300 plus pounds. So and, we drafted a couple of those to make sure they weren't terrible. And we've got, know, and we've got like, no money to get the guys to fill the holes, right? I mean, yeah. because we were just so destroyed. It was criminal. It was absolutely criminal what Quinn did to this organization. Yeah. From a talent like, do you want Danny Shelton out there instead of a Lynn McNeil? No. Nobody wants that. That's the other option. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we were looking at. Like, they, they they were so desperate to try to keep linebackers that they tried to re-sign Davis. You know what I mean? And like, imagine instead of having Alex Anzalone out there, we have Jared Davis out there right now. How much, like, it could be worse. I So I, many things could be worse. Imagine if we were paying Kenny Galladay to not play right now. Oh my God, yeah. You know, and like, how, like there, there were mistakes it? that would have been very easy to make when you looked at this roster on paper. What did he and say? I don't think they made them. Was Kenny Gallagher, it was like 14 million, wasn't it? 18. 18. God almighty. Oh. Like he signed for top tier free agent money and you're not that guy. Like no. he's not that guy. <laughs> you know, is there a draft podcast coming out? We will talk a lot about the draft on um, the St. Jude show. I promise you that, my friend. We have a lot. We'll have some guests, too. We're going to have Mark uh, Schofield back and a couple other folks. Uh, Jim Costa, for your West Michigan folks who liked uh, the um, the boys, the Big Drew and Jim show. We're going to have Jim on. We have a lot of people come on. Hey, caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink? Caller? Hello? Hi, how you doing, man? Hey, what's happening? <laughs> um, I got Ken Lott. I'm a Ram fan. He follows golf over to the Lions. Big golf supporter. It's not perfect, but you got to give a quarterback some weapons. Yeah. I mean, he literally, if you don't have anybody that a team has to worry about, that yeah. has to double, it just clogs everything up. And that's why those uh, screens, those fakes to – Greens to Hawkinson don't work because no one's caring about uh, Khalid Raymond running around the edge on the end of the round. They literally don't care. So yep. they concentrate on Hawkins Swiss and nothing is moving. Golf isn't perfect. But I look at Tom Brady last two years in Tampa Bay when he was going to Jacoby Myers and Harry Mills and everybody said Tom was, Tom was done. And now he literally has seven pro bowlers to throw to and he's the MVP. Jackson, MVP because he has weapons. Mahomes, even though he's playing bad, he still has Kelsey and, and Hill. This league is about playmakers. And if you don't have any, you can't win. And I think if you give golf some playmakers, he'll win games for you. I, I think, you know, and the best example, you're, you're, you're hitting the nail right in the head. Yep. The best example is so far, when I went to SoFi last week and watched the Lions and the Rams game and saw the exact same Matthew Stafford that I always saw in Detroit. There was nothing different about him. He wasn't better. Not his The ball was the exact same. The choices were exactly the same. He right. just was surrounded by playmakers. He was surrounded by talent. Right. And now he's a superstar, right? He's an absolute one, superstar. One thing, when, 
when, when I watched Africa, I'm, I'm a Ram fan still. Mm-hmm. He misses a lot of guys. The difference is yep. he knows when he comes back on the field, those same guys are going to be open. If golf misses a guy, that guy's probably not going to be open again. That's why so when golf misses, he's so glaring because he's not going to get that same opportunity that other quarterbacks get because he knows Cup's going to be open again on that route or, or yep. Tariq Hill's going to be open again. He's got to have play this. Yep, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, like honestly, he, he's he's at a gunfight with a spoon right now. <laughs> Like, like that's, that's, that's what they've given him as far as weapons goes. Like we have Deandre Swift, we have Hawkinson and we have placeholder X at every other spot Yeah, or like promising young rookie at best. And you know, just, just to kind of make it, you know, really, really clear. We're not sitting here saying there's not problems with golf. Right. But the problem is you could put any quarterback on this team and they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle more. Both of those things can be true. Yeah. Like Jared Goff has had games where he played like absolute garbage, but he has also had games where his team completely hung him out to dry. And like some of those have happened on the same day. Yeah. (laughs) Today was one of those days where he played badly. Also, everyone else played badly, you know, like, but no quarterback wins this game. I'm wondering. there, There isn't one. You stick Peyton Manning in his prime back there and he just gets murdered all day. Yeah. I'm wondering if the the line, and this may may not be true, but I'm wondering if the line Lomas Browned on on golf. I mean, really, just yep. I'm, I'm wondering if they just checked out and they're they're done with him. That would be that would be tough. That would be really really tough. Because well, that's up to the coaches to read the room. Yeah, like if this team has checked out on Jared Goff, that's a thing that you had. You can't wait ten weeks to deal with that. No, no. But I don't think they would be justified in having done that because nobody else is playing good enough that they can look golf in the face and say that we lost because of you, man, you know, like, yeah, this isn't that team. They're they're not, they're not a quarterback away, you know, but this quarterback has won games in the past when he had a good team around him and there's no reason to think he could not do that again, but he does not have that good team. Yep. Yep. Uh, Hey, thanks caller. Appreciate it, man. Um, Got a thanks for not <laughs> David in the uh in the chat. If I donate 10, will Chris and Ash take a shot? I'll do a shot. I got some Jaeger over here. I can I can knock down. I don't know if Ash has anything handy, but I'll I'll I got nothing in my house and a, an employment contract with a morals clause. So oh, I'm out. Yep, yep. Sorry, there you go. So yeah, I'll take a shot. <laughs> um all right, let's go. St. Jude again. Don't forget stjude.org slash DLP. Uh donate helping sick kids. Christmas for the Kids is the event. It's a live 24-hour podcast on Friday from 9 a.m. till Saturday at 9 a.m. Do not miss it. Put it on in the background. It's a great time. It'll be on the, the YouTube here. You just go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. You can click through and get to it. Uh, we'll also have a, a charity auction. We've got some great, great stuff. We've got a rental house in Colorado in the, in the ski slopes. So four seasons, really. If you want to go in the summer and have, you can do It's killer. It is absolutely killer. That's up for auction. Um, we've got... Jerry Jacobs, he's sending them out today. They're in his hands. They got a, a ball and a jersey signed by Jerry. That we're gonna have. We got a Jamal Williams signed ball. We got a Panay Sewell signed ball. We got a Hawkinson signed jersey. Thank you very much, Greg Warren. That was nice. awesome of you to get that. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff going up on the auction site. Um, go ahead and get in there, and uh, and and, and uh, that'll be up on the fifth. We'll put that up when the live show starts, so you can start bidding. We're gonna close that. 
right now, roughly, I don't, I don't have the calendar in front of me, roughly around the 15th of December so that all of the items get out. So if you're thinking of getting something for a Christmas gift for somebody, uh, any of that kind of thing, that you can then have it in hand for for the holiday and then gift it as, as appropriate. So we'll get you taken care of. Also, there's dinner with Chris and Riz. That's a great one. That's a big one to bet on. It's a fun time. Go down to Prime Proper and get yourself a nice fat steak with the boys. We got you covered on that. Uh, good stuff. All right, let me, uh, I'm going to, David, you got the 10 bucks. I'll get a shot going. Let me get the caller on the air. Hey, caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink? Hey, uh, Colin got clear. This is Chris. Yes, sir. Hey, this is Kurt again calling, calling down here from, from uh, Dallas. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing same as all the other Lions fans out there. Kind of open. Have you uh, have yeah, you decided like, to start drinking yet? No, I'm going to pull in here to my house a little bit, and I'll probably you know hit the T edge a little bit. Okay, okay, yeah, you shouldn't probably do it while you're driving, right? Well, not as much as I normally do, at least. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, I have, what do y'all think about this? The uh, I know in other years, you know, with previous offensive coordinators, the line is, I know we're missing, you know, a Pro Bowl, two Pro Bowl caliber players, but other offensive coordinators, they do have a, their own blocking scheme, don't they? Yeah, they do, they'll have different Not, schemes. That doesn't just fall on the, the, the line, Coach. I that, that works with the... Offensive coordinator, as they build up the playbook, the the, the blocking schemes work within the context of the play. I think right. Ash, exactly. Ash used to play so, offensive line, didn't you? Back in the day, yep. After I my stone hands from running back that I mentioned earlier, I switched to linebacker for my next year and uh, was pretty good at that. But then our entire offensive line graduated, so I switched over to O-line uh, <laughs> <laughs> for my last couple of years. Uh, yeah, but basically, like, it's not a coaching issue when Matt Nelson gets beat so badly he's laying on his back as, as Jared Goff gets murdered. <laughs> like that's, that's oh, yeah. not, yeah, I, that's I not Frank totally Freely's fault. You know, uh, <laughs> that's, right. that's, like, we just don't have good players. Like I have difficulty looking at what I saw today and thinking that cutting to like Crosby was the right call. That's, that's, that's where I'm at yeah, on Matt Nelson yeah, right now. He has been terrible in half of the games and acceptable in the other games. Like he hasn't played well in a single game that I've noticed. Yes. And it's because I have a little bit of experience with it. It's a position I watch while the game's playing. You know what I mean? It's one I'm, I'm actually interested in. I don't really follow the ball necessarily all the time, but like <laughs> he just, he has been bad. Like, We're starting to see really the limits bad. of Matt Nelson, right? Yeah. Like teams have tape on him now and, and good pass rushers are making him look like a guy who switched to offensive tackle a couple of years ago. Yeah. Like that's, you, you can't, you yeah. can't fix this, this, like that's the, that's the, that's the biggest problem with where we're at right this second is you cannot fix what is wrong with this team because what's wrong with this team is that it's a bad team. Yeah. That's, Unfortunately. That's, it just seems like years in the past, like even going back as far as Lenahan, I mean, yep. we had a pretty, we didn't have a lot of talent on that line. And, you know, he made it work a couple years. And then other, you know, OCs would come in and then have maybe a little bit more talent and couldn't do shit with – I'm sorry, my language. Couldn't do anything with it. But, I don't know, that's just – I'm just trying to think, you know, just trying to think outside the 
Yeah. yeah. You know, besides, yeah. besides the lack of playmakers, maybe he could sing a little bit more down the field, even though, you know, that's going to probably end up killing golf. But, you know, whatever. That's the thing is, like, anyway, he doesn't have the guys to do it. And like, it, it sucks. It just yeah. sucks because like, it's, it's not what yeah. he did in Buffalo either. Like he was good running game, dink and dunk down the field. That was then occasionally hit one deep, you know, but he had, a mobile quarterback while he was doing that. That's, that's the thing is this isn't a good pairing between offensive coordinator and quarterback either. And that does matter when you're not dealing with elite talents, like any offensive coordinator can figure out how to get Patrick Mahomes to work. You know, that's, he's got all the skills. He's got all of the tools. But Anthony Lynn would very much like to be running the Shanahan offense right now. And Jared Goff is not the guy to run that. Like that's the thing. He wasn't good at that in Los Angeles. And that's why he's not there anymore. So they came in here and a lot of it has been, they've been trying to do the things he did in LA that kind of worked, but we don't have the weapons for him to do that. And it's so far outside his natural skills. Like you're asking a guy who runs a four, eight 40, to do things that you would be doing with someone who ideally kind of gets more in that like four or five range. You know what I mean? Like when, when you're like doing the rollout stretch stuff, like Stafford can do that because he's a guy who ran a four, six, something, you know what I mean? Sneaky, right. sneaky athletic. Oh yeah. Whereas, whereas golf is just not athletic. If that makes sense. Like he, he made a living off it in LA. They did okay, but it wasn't because of him that that worked. It's because the receivers got open and it, any quarterback, running off to the right and throwing a ball can hit a guy who's wide open, you know, well, like it would be oh, nice yeah. if we could get some of those deep shots and that kind of thing, but we don't have the receiver sport. We don't have the quarterback that likes to do it. And our offensive coordinator isn't frankly passing game oriented enough to figure out ways to get that done. Yeah. yeah. All right. Leaving off on a, on another note, uh, I'll, I'll hang up and listen. Uh, I've been watching Sid a little bit. That uh, Pickett kid, Kenny Pickett, he, he looks like he was starting to pull away a little bit from the rest. I didn't see last week's game, but just yep. thoughts. Yeah, like as far as skill set goes, uh, that's the quarterback in this draft. Like as far like if I were picking a guy right now, just based on tape and not thinking of anything else, Kenny Pickett's my guy that I would say is most likely if a quarterback goes at number one to be the guy who goes at number one, he's running a pro style offense. He's making NFL throws. He is more than like not, you know, running a four, four Justin Fields level mobile, but he's more mobile than say Matt Stafford was coming out. You know what I mean? Like he's, his skill set is great. But the problem. Probably too early to tell. I don't think he will. I think, you know, I think there's a 0% chance that he goes in the top five because he has eight and a quarter inch hands. Uh, like he's great. he's wearing two gloves oh, to hold the college ball. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, thank you, Kurt. Thanks for calling, man. Got another call. I wish he was. I desperately wish he was because, like, I was just looking at his, his tape a few days ago and talking about it in the Slack chat where, like, that's my guy. If I'm looking at all of these quarterbacks and going, which one of these based on tape is an NFL starter? next year because Pickett reminds me of Burrow now not to that level because Joe Burrow had the best college season that has ever happened and also Pickett is 24 right now if I remember correctly like he's an older senior quarterback right you know what I mean yep but he's been great this year but how much of that is because he's older than everybody else on the field like that's that's the thing you see guys who are advanced age go in the first round and bomb out completely because they're maxed out yep that's that's a thing that happens 
but mostly it's going to come down to, I don't think anyone's even going to look at him because of the hand size issue. If it's actually eight and a quarter, that's that, yep. you know? <laughs> um, hey, color uh, we got it in the chat. Pickett has eight foot hands. He meant eight inch, I think casino, but you got it. You're, you're in there. Uh, hey, color, yeah. what's your name? How much have you had to drink? I can't tell if you're talking to me or the, yep. I'm talking <laughs> to you. am I on? You are on. You're up. You're live. Hey man, this is Adam, aka Recognize Me. Hey, support you your support. What you got going on here a little bit? Try to do on Patreon, all that good hey, stuff. Yeah, thanks, brother. Yeah, it's, it's it's frustrating because you look at these other teams. You know, going back with Buffalo, the Niners, Cleveland. Look at who they're drafting. Look in those drafts from Lynch and those other guys. You got D-line, D-line. Lynch took a D-line when they didn't even need it. Uh, was it last year or the year before? And we're taking Hawkinson. Hawkinson's not bad. He's a good player, but he isn't going to do nothing for you. Tight ends aren't going to take it over, and that's that Quinn thing. You know, like, well, I think I can get a, a Gronk. And that should have been a D-line when Nick Fairley was acting up, you know, and Aaron Donald was sitting there. It's like we never just go, you know what? Build a championship defense. If the offense sucks, the defense is going to keep you in some games. So, and it's always just we get caught up in the like, well, we had Stafford and Calvin, and it's fun to watch. Yeah, but we never win, you know? We lose to New Orleans in the second half because we don't have a championship defense. So, I'm, I'm just really, that's my whole frustration over the years. I don't expect them to win, you know, now, but <clears throat> yeah. got to build the championship defense, people. You know, Akuda was kind of, fringe because it's secondary but you got to get that d-line the d-line's got to be all over the opposing quarterback and then you can have mediocre quarterbacks cornerbacks but anyway that's just my two cents you know on the on how everything's been going the last few years yeah no i i don't disagree with you on on the defensive side of the ball when you you know what's what's the old saying if if you score a million points you could win if they don't score any you can't lose right that's that's the bottom line of football so yep but uh yeah, I was going to come down there. Uh, I live up here in Sacramento, and I started getting my Lions season tickets back in Pontiac in 2000. I just always hung on to them. I lived out there in the early 2000s. But I was going to come down there, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go there and be feeling like crap, you know, in the stadium. But it was an entertaining game for yeah. sure, you know. I was. I felt yeah. so good. I was nervous, right, that I was going to be just hating life. It was going to be a blowout by the second quarter. I'd be like, I just want to leave, you know, one of those kind of situations. <laughs> and it's like, why did I do this to myself? Why did I spend all this money? But to go and like, it was just, it was like, it was, there's, if there was, if it, they wrote a children's book, it would be called Chris's Big Day. It was a great, great adventure. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that place, I was hoping you kind of, maybe you already did and I missed it, but have you, have you kind of went over like just the building? Like, is it just amazing? It looks amazing on TV. It, it, so yeah. Go back to Tuesday's podcast. He talks about it for about 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I got, okay. I got, I got ripped <laughs> on because down. there's pictures. I got pictures and some video and stuff too. Yeah. But yeah, I got, I got, uh, folks are a little bit, it was like, Hey, I was, I was hoping for some lions content. It was like the SoFi stadium podcast, but it's good. It, it, it's, it's a spectacular place. Um, the one thing that I said, because I, I, you know, seeing it on TV and like on, on Hard Knocks when they walked out on the field the first time, this is what I kind of sum it up as. And the players were all like, whoa, like in awe, like look around. TV didn't do it justice at all for how amazing the place is. Because I like when I was watching it, I'm like, yeah, it's a new stadium. Okay, cool. And then I got there and I was just like the same way. Whoa, right? it's, it's spectacular. Very, very awesome spot. 
Because you think you're like, how are they going to top Jerry World, you know? And then this thing comes out, and it's yeah. just crazy. So anyway, I don't want to take up too much time, but I love the podcast. Thank you, brother. I'm trying to hang in there, the Lions fan. It's killing me. <laughs> but uh, defense, defense, defense. Yes, All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. All right. See you, Adam. Thanks, man. Sounds good. All right. All right. Good callers this week. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was worried. I was shockingly good. I, right? like, I thought this was going to just be like, derp, 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 light everybody on fire. <laughs> yeah. Sell the team. No, and that's what I thought we were going to get. So. Yeah, and and sure. But I did also say that that our our listeners and viewers are better than that. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> you know, absolutely. and it turns out they are. Yeah. So thanks, guys, for being awesome. <laughs> Hundred percent. All right, so there you go. Um, let's start. We'll take your calls two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. We'll take a closing call or two if you guys get in here two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four or via Skype. You can do a call at Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word: Detroit Lions Podcast. Okay. Um, don't forget about your CBD needs. If you're a Lions fan, you're in pain. I'm just telling you that. I know that. I'm here with you. Go on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com and get yourself. Some of the best head care you can get. Pain, anxiety, insomnia, all handled, all handled and taken care of with CBD. There's some great stuff out there. Um, if you are, I just started adding um, hammer curls to my workout. And oh. my, my best friend is a CBD yep. cream. Because <laughs> the it's pain. right on the top of that forearm, man. <laughs> Those hammer curls are brutal. Yeah, it just makes it go away. Um, that stuff's great. The Delta 8, Delta 10, and Active CBD, if you want to buzz, that's your way to do it. You can get it delivered in the mail. Active CBD is just like Delta 8, but different enough that it's legal in all 50 states. And if you can't, the, the one thing about those is they'll they'll bump you on a drug test. So if you can't do that, go on over to uh, the regular line because some of us have to work in places. Which they don't get you high, but that stuff just makes you feel good. Pain, like, anxiety, and insomnia, and I, like, all three. Like, yeah, not in a narcotic sort of way, just in a, I feel really good today yeah. kind of way. I, my body you know? feels like, less. Yeah. <laughs> my body feels loose. <laughs> it's good stuff. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of yourself and uh, make yourself feel good. Also, Amazon. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. It's a great place to support the show by doing stuff you're going to do anyway because nobody goes out and sees people when they shop. They're not worth it. People aren't worth it. All right. Um, Ash, why don't you kind of do a roundup on on today's game and kind of sum up where your head's at and where we're going. Okay. Uh, Basically, like, it has become apparent that there is no late-season rush coming. There is no, there are no answers to the questions on this roster. There are a number of gambles that have not paid out, like at specific positions. We all know what positions aren't good. Uh, the players who could not get hurt got hurt. The quarterback who needed help doesn't have it. The offensive coordinator who was great in the running game and was never really all that creative in the passing game is still got a pretty decent running game going most of the time and doesn't have the juice in the passing game (laughs) to to make to elevate the team. Like there's there's this is what we have. Is that like the perfect the perfect failure too to have your coordinator and uh, your your quarterback line up with the same weaknesses? I mean, they line up almost oh, perfectly, yeah. right? It's still, yeah, exactly. It's 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 the perfect storm this year of we don't have the personnel, we don't have the quarterback, we don't have the offensive coordinator. But any one of these things, if it was the only thing that was wrong, could be okay, including yeah. the blocking. 
Like mm-hmm. if we just didn't have the great O-line, like we've seen Brady be awesome with terrible offensive lines. Yeah. That's a thing you can do. You just get the ball out quick if there's somebody to throw it to, but there's not. <laughs> you take the pressure off with play action if the running game's working, but it's not. <laughs> you know, and and like mm-hmm. that, that's the thing is all of the ways to deal with this. And now teams are just keying on the screen pass. So you can't even deal with pressure that way anymore because like we saw it today, like that did not work. And it's, it's never going to work again because that's the most dangerous thing that can happen in our offense. So if, if a team doesn't like you could double DeAndre Swift when he's out there justifiably, and that's ridiculous. You can't run an offense that way where whether he's running or he's the receiver, he's the most dangerous thing on the field that that can't be the case, but it is. That's, that's where we're at. We're just in a bad place without any real, like if they answer those questions, then these are genius coaches and we need to keep them forever. Swift and Hawkinson are your top two targets, which is a nightmare. Yeah. Having a tight end and a running back is your top two receiving targets are you could not design a worse scenario for Jared Goff yeah. Yeah. than having like, because like Hawkinson is a very good football player. He is not a dynamic downfield receiver. That's not his game either. He's an intermediate guy who gets open. Yep. Like he's got a decent, like his, 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 his Raz is, is good, but it's not good in a elite speed or elite agility kind of way. If that makes any sense, like he's a pretty big dude who has pretty good numbers. Yep. So he's like an, an 8.9 or something like that on Raz, if I remember correctly. Uh, but like, he's not no offense who runs like a four, four, five, you know what I mean? And can be your guy who gets downfield because he's getting the same coverage as Hawkinson is, you know what I mean? You could use him that way. Whereas like Hawkinson is just, if you're using him as a downfield threat, he's just a slow wide receiver. Right. Right. Because on that pick at the end of the game last week, there was one player who got in the air to go up and get that ball. And it wasn't a Detroit line. Yep. That was the one thing that just killed me on that. It wasn't a good throw by Goff, but one person went for that ball in the air and it wasn't his receiver who was getting it. He was waiting for it to come down, which is just, it's hard to, to look at that and be okay with it. <laughs> and that's where we're at is there's a bunch of guys who aren't good. And now they're not this week. They did, didn't try hard for too many of them. Looked like they, they Jamie Collins did. Like they're like, oh, is this how we get out of here and go to a different team? Okay, cool. I'm just going, oh, look at me. I'm playing run defense. You know, like that's kind of the vibe this week was there were a bunch of guys who didn't want to be there and don't want to be there anymore, but they can't cut everybody. Like that, that's where I'm at. Like you, you can't, like at the end of the game when people were going like, well, let's throw the backups out there. It's like, do we want them to score 60? Like, is that what we're going for? Because like our, their backups are still moving the ball on our starters, man. Yeah. A yeah. Um, couple of great chat uh, chats. Uh, Floundericious. Thank you. Yeah. He's calling out St. Jude. Got to get, got to hit St. Jude. St. Jude.org slash DLP. Help, help us go. Help us raise uh, some money. Christmas for the kids. Send us some- money. <laughs> Helping out some sick kids here. All right. For the children. Kenyon. Oh, I bet Ash doesn't get burned for hawk slander in the chat. <laughs> oh, I will. Kenyon. Yeah. I love you, Kenyon. You are you're uh, worth a million last brother. Um, and then also Jamie Miller. Sadly enough, Goff looks like my brother, and now every time I see my brother, I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> Do it. Oh, I oh God, I feel. Bad. Where are you at, Chris? Like, what's what's your take on this whole thing? Well, because I thought we were going to get in an argument here based on yeah. some things that were going on in Slack chat during the game, 
I, I legit thought you and I were going to have, we're going to cross swords. <laughs> Don't cross the street. <laughs> a little bit today. <laughs> um, my, my number one thing, and this is, this is going to be a little bit inflammatory. I don't think this is the worst it's going to be all season. I don't think this is the low point. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong. I, and I, I hate to say that. I think there's going to be a game worse than this. That, that hurts more. That just digs You heard it here hurt. first, folks. Get your torches and pitchforks ready because we're going to need them. <laughs> um, that being said, I think the team still gets two wins this season possibly three i think the team is what we thought it was is going to do what we thought it was and i'm my whole thing is it's been 30 years since this team has had a playoff win i was there i was there for it i saw it right i was there if i have to wait two more i don't care anymore it doesn't matter it doesn't matter mm -hmm. it doesn't matter two years is nothing compared to everything i've had so far i just need to see progress with the team i'm seeing the places, what I've seen this year, the progress I'm seeing is in these young rookie players that we never would have seen any kind of thing. And, and again, not just because he's on the show, but Jerry has been just the the shining star yeah. of that kind of development that we're looking for and that I want to see. Him and AJ. Yeah. That was the, the two shining bright spots where you're like, how does that happen? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's half our secondary, and they're UDFA rookies, and both of them just playing great. Yep. Yep. Much like they're the Canadian popped out right there. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, they're, they're, they're just both playing really well, you know, like pleasantly to the point where you're like, these guys will be on the team at the end of their rookie contract. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Conclusively. You could just sure. say that 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and because they've been able to play and grow, if you think about this, you think of that, you know, UDFA, right? Okay. So these are secondary, you know, cornerbacks that, that position takes three years. Darius Slay got benched. I keep. I, I love that line because it's so damn true. He got benched in his first year. He didn't yep. play anywhere close to what Jay, uh, Jerry and AJ are doing. He didn't come close to how well they're playing. The top end on these guys is really kind of crazy what it could be, yep. what we could have in these Absolutely. guys. I love that in this team. That, that's growth I didn't expect. That's I was hoping for the youth movement to find those guys. These guys are going to be cheap for a long time, right? I mean, this is these are key players. This is this is huge for the defense. Um so yeah, cuz if there's no Jerry, you got to go out and spend 12 million dollars on a corner next year. Yeah. 100%. Your your guy's got an Achilles blown. I mean, I, I hope he comes back uh, 10 times better than he was. Jeff Absolutely. There's nothing I want more than him to succeed, but two injuries where he might not, a concussion and an Achilles, mm -hmm. and that's it. Anything mm -hmm. else they can fix you up on pretty much at this point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, we've, we've reached the, the $6 million man level of awesomeness. You know what I mean? I but there's just it. that. And most of our, our audience has no idea what we're talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I watched the bionic woman though, too. I was ahead of my time yeah, as yeah. far as that. <laughs> but Fair no, enough. no. Cyborg it, from it, Justice League, let's say. Uh, um, but no, no. That's, that's like so, the kids. That's that's the thing, right? That's what I wanted to see this year was growth in the players. We knew there was yep. going to be losses. I wanted fun football. Last week was absolutely fun. It was fun. It would have been fun to watch them home. It was absolutely awesome to be there. This week wasn't, and and there's going to be, like I said, get another game like this week this year. It doesn't check but me the out. Packers had a week like this too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, every team has weeks like this. That's the thing that I think a lot of line, like we're not special. Yep. In that regard, like yep. we get a few more of them than some other teams do, you know, but like every team gets this like week one, 
Green Bay. Yep. Is that their fans were exactly where we are right now. And like, we're not going to go on a string of five wins and make everybody forget about that. We're probably going to get this again a couple more times, yep. but, but there's going to be like some fun games too. There's going to be some fun games out there this year. Still yeah. more games like that Rams game where we had a, had, had an absolute wild, exciting ride. We're going to have a lot of that this year. And that's, you know what, that's what I'm looking for. I, I can't, and I, I went into the season knowing I couldn't judge it by the win column. Being an internal optimist, I was hoping to see some W's kind of exceed expectations. I was hoping like, hey, maybe, maybe, you know, the, you know, the, the luck strikes. Because every now and then you have the darling that surprises everybody. And I thought maybe the staff could do it. Um, yeah. The staff is doing some amazing things. They're making some mistakes. They're 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 young, right? It's it's Campbell's first time in fully blowing in fully blowing full in a full blown co- head coaching role. <laughs> and uh, Holmes, he did had a great draft. He did everything <laughs> I think he probably potentially could have given the situation he was in. I mean, my guy was was hosed walking in the door. Brad Holmes. Let's oh, let's, sure. let's be let's be you know honest. He was given the Quinn roster, and oh by the way, the one player you've got, the one guy you've got that you can build a franchise around, says I'm not playing here anymore. You got to trade me, right? Yeah. How do you how do you walk into that job and be successful? The the six year contracts make so much more sense, so much yep. more sense right now. Um, and we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I I, I think. Again, I kind of the story I have in my head as to how this is going to play out is that sort of Dallas thing where we're going to, you know, the the one win, two win season, a game, your yep. season, right? And then you go kind of halfway. And then all of a sudden you turn around and turn it into some, you know, Troy Aikman was kind of a nobody when he was drafted. He was, yep. he was not like, he was not seen he was as not a generational talent. No, no. He was Trubisky where people were going like, that guy? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. And I mean, when they brought up all those, you know, like career touchdown numbers, you know, like the, the question is, was Troy Aikman actually a great quarterback or was he just on the greatest team in the history of football? You well, know, same thing. He was the one Jared Goff you're saying? Same thing I think saying Jared Goff has more touchdown passes than Troy Aikman does. I'd, I'd have to look that up, but I'm <laughs> almost sure that that's actually true <laughs> or it's pretty close. Closer than you would think oh, from a multi-Super Bowl Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, mm. But different era, you know, John Elway only had 300. He's behind Matthew Stafford now. And Elway was legitimately one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I don't think anyone would argue against that, but anyway. Yeah. He wound up being pretty good, pretty good place. All right. So there was a reason I was talking about that, but I don't remember what it was. And I'm guessing you don't either. Cause I went on long enough. Um, Moving on. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm just getting rid of my XYZ girls guy in the chat. <laughs> Oh God! They've they've now they've they've gotten it into into the whole YouTube world. Okay, so yeah, yep. no, that's that's. I expect more of this. I expect some really fun games. Um, I just wanted to see development. We're starting to see that. I hope these guys stay healthy more than anything. Yeah, because the I also hope Kevon Thibodeau stays healthy. Yeah, the injury bug <laughs> has been miserable for us. And then so Ash, in with your face full of pies. During yes. the, the, the St. Jude show. I, I want to hit myself in the face with 30 pies, guys. Let's get this happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would love to see your um, uh, get, get your takes on draft. I would love to see a couple rounds. Yep. It's early. It's way too early. But I, I love your takes. I love how you think this stuff through and, and, and the way you do this. You are 
a, a, a galaxy brain fella when it comes to this. And stuff. I'm a lot better at it when the team sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I spend more time thinking about it. <laughs> That's how I, I got would, into draft stuff in the first place. Was I, I was 2007. I was just going like, how can Millen be this terrible at this job? <laughs> I would love to see, um, get, get, have that conversation about the draft and, uh, start thinking about what the, the future. hundred percent, man, that would be awesome. So what about this, this whole thing, guys, we're doing the St. Jude, um, telethon on friday starting at 9 a.m stjude.org slash dlp you can donate there we're shooting for twenty five thousand dollars. when we get to 25 we have a whole bunch of incentives along the way there's pies in the face we've got those bean boozled beans that riz and i will be eating as we hit certain milestones along the way um the whole idea is trying to help sick kids help uh, get christmas to the kids um, and raise money for St. Jude, stjude.org slash DLP. You see it up there on the, on the top of the screen. We're already at $3,300, $25,000. Riz will wear a tutu on the stream live and you'll get to see him. I don't know if he's going to dance, but there will be a full blown tutu. And then, <laughs> um, sorry, I just saw what Jamie said in the, in the chat. Um, if we get to 30 K, I'm going to do the fat boy 40 and, uh, It'll be fun to watch me do a four-yard draft. I, 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 yes, actually, it will. I, I promise. I eagerly anticipate it. <laughs> so join us at 9 a.m. on Friday. It's going to be awesome. We have a bunch of Lions players. We'll have a Lions coach. We have old school players. We have old school coaches coming in. We've got a whole. We've got draft experts. We've got Ash. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and when you come home from the bar and you're absolutely just hammered and need to vent. Ash will be here. Call in, <laughs> yell at me. <laughs> That's my role on the show. Oh, man. <laughs> when all that good stuff is done, this guy. <laughs> a lot of great stuff uh, lined up for that show. You guys do not want to miss the St. Jude show. Um, it's going to be great stuff. And, of course, the auction that goes with it will be auctioning off a ton of signed, awesome uh, Lions stuff. So join us, uh, DetroitLionsPodcast.com, Friday at 9 a.m. It all starts. It'll be here via YouTube and then stjude.org slash DLP. Give them all of your money, more than you can spare. Just empty your wallet and give it to those sick kids. Let's let's feel good about it. Let's do something good in this crazy, crazy world we live in. All right. The children need your money more than you do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's one of the few people. Absolutely. We'll actually, we'll even have a couple patients on the show as well, telling their story. So uh, it'll be interesting interesting good time that's always the uh the the emotional side where you get to see these folks yep. who have benefited from it and, and what it, what it's meant to them that means a lot all right let's see we got maniac on the loose the scary stories podcast don't forget about that go to maniac on the loose.com and get some great halloween level stuff send us all your bimbo halloween costume pics we love that stuff and go to amazon.stralianspodcast.com just wait you see ashes <laughs> Uh, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com Halloween candy Halloween candy on, on the discount you get. You, I don't know if you're going to find a turkey there But you find everything else you need for Thanksgiving And the gift giving season Order now because you may not get it in time Because you know you know how the boats go uh, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com That's everything I think we got it Ash I think we've covered the whole Lions gear Lions gear Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com <laughs> Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. You, you know it all, Ash. You, you, you do it all. Oh, my gosh. 
I'm feeling yeah, that shot, I'm by the multi-talented. way. Multi-talented. My face is all warm. Yeah, I kind of suspected <laughs> My you eyes might are be at half this open. point. Yeah, yeah. Skin's <laughs> a little right. bit redder than normal. You're getting starting to get shiny. Maybe we should just call it a day. Let's do that. All right. Remember, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Access to the ultimate... Uh, the most intelligent lines chat on the internet, the Slack chat, the greatest group of guys and gals that you'll find. They are some of the most cool people. Sometimes they disagree, but they do it intelligently. <laughs> it's a great, great group of folks. Ash, Riz, me, we're, we're all there. We're all hanging out. Case, we're all there. And uh, it's just a really, really amazing group of people. It is worth every penny. If you join us on Patreon, you'll get access to that as little as a dollar a month. And uh, it's that. Oh, 100 pennies a month. Yeah. That, that little bar. That little bar eliminates yep. that that pile of trash you see in so many chats everywhere. It's really, really something. It's it's high quality stuff. Follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, and at Mr. Tweetson. Mr. That's MR Tweetson. Uh, you can find out, follow Ash there, get in there and uh, see what he's got to say. It's always Always super smart stuff. Give us a call Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast so we can pop in your box automatically. Jamie Miller, Chris, you and Ash always make the day better after a Lions loss. I'm, I'm with you, buddy. It's okay. We're here for your therapy. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember... No pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we are your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.